Good morning and welcome to this assembly to praise God, to honor Christ and remember what he did for us, and now to see what is written in God's word, this time in the Old Testament, Daniel chapter 7. Daniel chapter 7. Daniel was one of several young men taken from the Jewish nation into exile, first to Babylon and then again to Persia. He remained faithful to God in an environment of hostility against God. And there are stories in this book familiar to Bible students. Daniel in the lion's den, the handwriting on the wall, And the recurrent theme is God's sovereignty over human events and God's plan to offer salvation to all through Jesus Christ. I would ask you to listen now. I'm reading from the English Standard Version in Daniel chapter 7. I'm going to read the first 14 verses. In the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel saw a dream and visions of his head as he lay in his bed. And then he wrote down the dream and told the sum of the matter. Daniel declared, I saw in my vision by night and behold the four winds of heaven were stirring up the great sea. And four beasts came up out of the sea, different from one another. The first was like a lion and had eagle's wings. Then as I looked, its wings were plucked off, and it was lifted up from the ground and made to stand on two feet like a man, and the mind of a man was given to it. And behold, another beast, a second one, like a bear, it was raised up on one side. It had three ribs in its mouth between its teeth, and it was told, Arise, devour much flesh. After this I looked, and behold, another like a leopard with four wings of a bird on its back. And the beast had four heads, and dominion was given to it. After this I saw in the night visions, behold, a fourth beast, terrifying and dreadful and exceedingly strong. It had great iron teeth. It devoured and broke in pieces and stamped what was left with its feet. It was different from all the beasts that were before it, and it had ten horns. I considered the horns, and behold, there came up among them another horn, a little one, before which three of the first horns were plucked up by the roots, and behold, in this horn were eyes like the eyes of a man and a mouth speaking great things. 
As I looked, thrones were placed, and the Ancient of Days took his seat. His clothing was white as snow, and the hair of his head like pure wool. His throne was fiery flames, its wheels were burning fire. A stream of fire issued and came out from before him. A thousand thousand served him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The court in the judgment, and the books were opened. I looked then, because of the sound of the great words that the horn was speaking, and as I looked, the beast was killed, and its body destroyed, and given over to be burned with fire. As for the rest of the beast, their dominion was taken away, but their lives were proclaimed for a season and a time. I saw in the night visions, and behold, with the clouds of heaven, there came one like a son of man, and he came to the Ancient of Days, and was presented before him. And to him was given dominion, and glory, and a kingdom, that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away. His kingdom, one that shall not be destroyed. Back in that time period, God would send dreams and visions into the heads of selected servants. Not just for the benefits of the servants, but for the purpose of documenting history and sending messages about the present and the future. All of this part of the greater theme, God's sovereignty over human events. Now, let's just admit right here, this may not be easy for us to read and understand and make present applications. But that just means we need to do the work of good concentrated study, dig in, set this in the Bible timeline, and see what the message might be for us today. I promise there's a beautiful message for us today. But I need a few minutes to get there. The time and the effort is worthwhile investment anytime you open this book and read any part of it. The treasures of God's Word are here, providing insight that we can take out of this building into life and we can embed into our minds and attitudes. But sometimes you have to slow down and be patient and listen and concentrate. I want to lead us in that good work this morning. And I'll make an unusual promise that this sermon will start out ugly and finish beautiful. Let's start here. 
An obvious feature of Bible imagery is various portraits of animals written in such a way to communicate to us something that is part of the Bible message. Going all the way back to Genesis, you have the serpent more crafty than any other beast of the field. We don't like snakes. And that account of temptation conveys to us the subtlety and danger of sin's approach. There is the dove in the flood account. There's the donkey in Numbers chapter 22. As you read through the Old Testament, you encounter fish and frogs and eagles and ants. God's creatures were used by God to teach us to form pictures in our minds for our good that contain principles of truth. Now, here in Daniel chapter 7, this isn't about puppy dogs or lambs. This is not a petting farm for children to feed the animals. This is ugly. It is designed to depict terror, corruption, an absence of peace, an absence of safety, domination. Four great beasts come up out of the sea. Let's review. One like a lion that had eagle's wings. The writer's intention is for us to picture that in our minds. I do not believe Daniel's purpose was for us to draw it or put an artist's depiction on a slide. We read it and we picture it in our minds. A lion that had eagle's wings. Number two, a bear upright with three ribs between its teeth. A third Daniel saw in his dream a leopard with four wings of a bird on its back and four heads. Dominion was given to it. Then beast number four, terrifying and dreadful and exceedingly strong, great iron teeth. Verse 7, it devoured and broke in pieces and stamped what was left with its feet. It was different than the beast previous to it. It had ten horns. Now, <clears throat> pause there, and it sounds like a nightmare. It sounds like one of those sensational monster movies. These are not cute domesticated animals. These are beasts that are monster-like. This is what God caused Daniel to see. Four terrifying beasts, and beast number four seems to be the most terrifying, the victor having more power than the others. The lion, the bear, and the leopard are no competition for beast number four who has those great iron teeth. And when you first read this and get these images pictured in your mind, if you stop 
Here you think the story is over, the battle is over, the war is over. Beast number four is the winner. And as I read this to you from Daniel 7, sequence is implied, one beast after the other. But the distinct impression of the text is, each one is worse than the previous. Beast number four is the most evil. The dream or story could end at that point, but there's more in verses 9 through 12. As I looked, thrones were placed, and the Ancient of Days took his seat. His clothing was white as snow, and the hair of his head like pure wool. His throne was fiery flames, its wheels were burning fire. A stream of fire issued and came out from before him. A thousand thousand served him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him, and the court sat in judgment, and the books were open. I looked then because of the sound of the great words that the horn was speaking, and as I looked, the beast was killed, and its body destroyed, and get over, uh, given over to be burned with fire. As for the rest of the beast, their dominion was taken away, and their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. See, we thought that beast number four was the winner, but he goes down under a stream of fire in a courtroom setting, judgment from above, by the book, as for the rest of the beast, their dominion was taken away, and their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. You know, the scene is like a courtroom. But there's no jury. There's one supreme judge, the Ancient of Days, and he takes his seat in Daniel's dream. It is dramatic and sensational. It's awe-inspiring. All the earth keeps silence before the ancient of days. And the verdict and the sentence is handed down. And it says in verse 11, The beast was killed and its body destroyed and given over to be burned with fire. And then no more beast. They exist, the others, only for a time. No dominion, though. Number four is condemned. The rest of the beast have their dominion taken away, even though they exist for a little time. I want to pause here. We read history and watch the news. It seems to us from our limited perspective that it's all about nations and dictators and brutal regimes. We think of Pharaoh, Belshazzar, the Herods, the Caesars of Rome, Hitler, Ivan, the terrible, Stalin, 
Pol Pot, the Taliban, Putin. Groups of people are men who hold such power, when we hear about it, we can tremble. It seems to us sometimes from our limited perspective, and from the limited perspective of some of our friends and neighbors, that our present existence and our peace and our future <clears throat> is all about nations, evil dictators, corrupt politicians, brutal regimes, conditions here on earth. And we watch the news and we think all the bad guys are in charge. And we are at their mercy. We turn the news on every day to see who has the most power and what they're doing with that power and how that will eventually impact us. What kind of brutality can we expect tomorrow? What kind of riots occurred last night? Who will win? Who will dominate? And we get all wrapped up in that. We are paralyzed by fear, panic, despair, no hope, just waiting to see what the beast on earth will do next. Verse 13, Daniel says, I saw in the night visions, and behold, with the clouds of heaven there came one like a son of man. And he came to the Ancient of Days and was presented before him, and to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed. You know who that is, right? That's Jesus Christ. He is our King. As long as you live under your King, you're going to be okay regardless of what men on earth do. He is the one who says to His people, Do not fear. I am with you. Be strong and courageous. What's the worst thing men could do to you? And when you think of that, you need to go to Matthew 10, 28, where Jesus said, Do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. The Son of Man is depicted in the book of Revelation as having power over all. He said to John, and John wrote for Christians, Don't be afraid, I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead, and now look, I am alive forever and ever, and I hold the keys of death and Hades. That's in the last book of the New Testament. The human beast, an evil man, who looked so powerful on the evening news. 
are weak, defeated already, and their empires will not survive. Why should we fear them? What did Daniel make of this strange dream? I'm going to continue now at verse 15. As for me, Daniel, my spirit within me was anxious, and the visions of my head alarmed me. I approached one of those who stood there and asked him the truth concerning all this. So he told me and made known to me the interpretation of the things. These four great beasts are four kings who shall arise out of the earth, but the saints of the Most High shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, forever, and ever. Then I desired to know the truth about the fourth beast, which was different from all the rest, exceedingly terrifying, with its teeth of iron and claws of bronze, which devoured and broke in pieces and stamped what was left with its feet. And about the ten horns there were on its head the other horn that came up, and before which three of them fell, the horn that had eyes and a mouth that spoke great things, and that seemed greater than its companions. As I looked, this horn made war with the saints and prevailed over them until the Ancient of Days came and judgment was given for the saints of the Most High and the time came when the saints possessed the kingdom. And thus he said, As for the four beasts, there shall be a fourth kingdom on earth, which shall be different from all the kingdoms, and it shall devour the whole earth and trample it down and break it to pieces. As for the ten horns, out of this kingdom ten kings shall arise, another shall arise after them. He shall be different from the former ones and shall put down three kings. He shall speak words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, and shall think to change the times and the law. And they shall be given into his hand for a time, times and a half a time. But the court shall sit in judgment, and his dominion shall be taken away, to be consumed and destroyed to the end. And the kingdom and the dominion and the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole Heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High. His kingdom shall be an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey Him. Here is the end of the matter. As for me, Daniel, my thoughts were greatly alarmed, and my color changed, but I kept the matter in my heart. He said, I kept the matter in my heart. Ladies and gentlemen, you've heard 
Without going into all the details of the imagery, one of the most comforting and beautiful passages in all of God's Word. Remember, I told you it starts out ugly, but it ends up beautiful. The beauty is God, through the Son of Man, giving victory to His people. <clears throat> the Babylonian Empire, the Medo-Persian Empire, the Grecian Empire, the rough iron-toothed Roman Empire, and those that spin off of the Roman Empire, you read and study this, inside the framework of Bible history and world history, the people lived in dread of these world empires in Daniel's time. And then the fourth beast, the Roman Empire, it was ugly, not a petting zoo. People lived in panic subjected to the fear of which empire would come along and devour them. Daniel says, Calm down, folks. God is in control. The Ancient of Days the Son of Man will protect the saints of the Most High forever, forever, and ever. What happened after Daniel had this dream and wrote this? You just keep reading through the Old Testament and into the New Testament, and you discover, and history confirms, the beast depicted in the dream did not survive. Babylon, Medo-Persia, the Grecian, the Roman Empire, they were judged and they all fell. As powerful and wealthy and arrogant as their leaders were, as brutal and as aggressive as their armies were, as tight as their allies were, they all fell. They were judged. Jesus came and he established a kingdom that will never fall. Do you see in verse 27, an everlasting kingdom? Connecting back to verse 14, everlasting dominion. The kingdoms and empires and systems and administrations and nations of men are all temporary. Whether they're ugly or not, or big or little, ten horns or a little squeak. Great things or small things. Human empires, human powers and governments and principalities and authorities on earth, all temporary. Daniel is saying, calm down, don't panic, God is in control, make sure you're with God. Put your trust and hope in Him. Become a citizen of the kingdom of Christ, the Lord's church. And you become a part of something that will last forever, that men cannot destroy. Winds blow up out of the sea and ugly beasts come forth one after the other. God does never lose control. Christ came, established His kingdom... And we can come to the king and submit to him in repentance and baptism. And then we can live right, meet the challenges by faith, and calm down. 
turn the news off. Daniel gave hope to his contemporaries. He gives hope to us, to all the dead in Christ. Brothers and sisters who've gone on before us. Daniel 12, 2 says, Those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Paul later wrote in 1 Corinthians 15, Just as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we will also bear the image of the man of heaven. When I was growing up, one of the songs we sang in worship assemblies over and over again, I need to hear in my mind every day the kingdoms of earth pass away one by one, but the kingdom of heaven remains. It was built on a rock, and the Lord is its king. It shall stand forever and ever. It shall stand. We can't fix everything in the world. The government can't fix everything in the world. We cannot select some man here on earth who can fix everything. We cannot expect some global organization to come through with effective solutions to all the earthly issues. But neither do we need to get bogged down in a depressing avalanche of doomsday trending debates. We can rejoice with hope when we read Daniel 7. We can be citizens of a kingdom that will never be destroyed. One question remains, are we citizens of that kingdom? Am I faithful to the king? Are you faithful to the king? Have you become a part of the kingdom? The church of Jesus Christ. John wrote in John chapter 3 what Jesus said, You were born into the kingdom by water and the Spirit. And you follow through into the book of Acts and you discover obedience to the gospel and repentance and confession and baptism. And Paul wrote in Colossians 1 that in obedience to the gospel, we are delivered out of the world and into the kingdom of Christ. A kingdom that will last forever and ever and ever. That's the beauty of Daniel chapter 7. You need to become a part of this kingdom. You need to come back to faithful status in the kingdom. Let's be standing as we sing.